This podcast is a production of Digital and Creative Media Works. To help support us, head to dcm.works to find links to our other show notes, Patreon, and merch. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpha Artist Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David, DCM, Creative Director, Lead Writer, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Ben. Hello. What's going on, man? How you been? I'm tired. You're First tired. week of uni, it's straight back. It's just yeah. stress. Ben's like back at work and it's just nothing but stress. Yep. Love it. It's uh, great. And this week, Ben, you know what? Actually, I will say this before we get into this because sure. this is the fourth episode in a row where we've enjoyed the thing that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. We're on a roll. People this are worried. Is like, this is, this is, yeah. Weird things happening. It's like we're They're getting like, less the, critical. Have the boys something. been brainwashed? It's like, no, yeah. we just have to pick some good stuff. We're getting paid off. Uh, we're by paid off by Big Marvel. People already Big think Marvel? that. People already think that we're, we're getting paid, paid off by, by Marvel. Big Marvel. <laughs> yeah, uh, they think that Marvel somehow has us in their pocket in some way. We don't earn enough money to get paid if off. They were pay, if they were paying us off, I'd be so happy. At this yeah, point. pay. Yeah, please pay us I, to give good reviews because we will. Someone pay me. We pay. absolutely will sell out. Someone please. Someone please let us sell out. But this week, Ben, I thought we would talk about the style of Baby Driver. Yes. This is the coolest oh film my God. I've seen in a forever. I'm, I'm so happy this film exists for so many reasons. It, there is so much about... I, I want to do the negative stuff first because I feel like otherwise all we'll do is gush. Fuck, I can't even think of the negative but, things. But here's, here's, here's the drum, right? Real okay. quick. Is this film... Man cave fell down. Um, this film is... Important branding. I, look, what, it's going to be DCMworks Pillow when, right, the, when it arrives. Yeah. It'll be nice. Um, look, I, I got to say, I, we came out of this film... And, I was, and excited and happy. I was shaking partly because I was cold, but the also partly because the film is just fantastic. The fucking adrenaline of this film. Like, we came out of it and we were driving. I was driving you guys to the ferry and I was just like, I was fucking amped. Like, it's, I was just like, it's so good. Like, part of my adrenaline wasn't even the fact, like, wasn't even from the film. It was just like, stepping out was like, shit, this is like, this is one of those films that's going to, it's going to last. Like, this is a film that's going to be around for so long. It's going to be like... It's another Edgar Wright classic. You put yeah, it up there with, you know, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it's the it's going to be like the poster boy for how you do mute, like soundtracks. Well, it's funny. So I did a bunch of research before this. Um, did you have a chance to watch that music video I linked you no, last night? Not at all. It's. I was going to say watch it now live, but we'll get pinged on copyright. <laughs> but it's 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 exactly the opening scene of the film. Okay. But a music video because it was Edgar Wright. He was like he had this music video to do for this British band, this British rock band, and he was like, shit, I've got nothing. I'll just use the baby driver idea. And he, you know, he talks about how in a lot of interviews where he was like kicking himself or wasting it on that or whatever. But then he realized he was like, no, 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 it's, I can still I can just it. make the film. Yeah. Just make it longer. No one saw that. Yeah. But it's because I didn't see it. Yeah. It's funny. Like he, he's talked about it throughout the press junket because I, I kind of dug into a lot of the more obscure interviews. So I was more interested in when he was speaking to like podcasters and people that aren't necessarily asking him the same questions. Right. And there was an interview on... People the who are like, when are you going to work with Simon Pegg next? Yeah, no, they were yeah. interested in his work right. and his art. And there was a really good interview um, on the Weekly Planet podcast. That's uh, James and Mesa, um, who also, interestingly, just uh, acquired Will Anderson's podcast in their podcast network. Oh, that's so good. big things happening over in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and they've bloody worked Melbourne. with they've worked with Sans Pants before and everything. Bloody bloody Melbourne. So well, there's a vague connection to us. So just full, trans- <laughs> we're, full in trans- the same, we're in the same country. Full transparency. I've met a few, so it, yeah, full transparency. But um, yeah, they they had this really good interview with him where they kind of talk a bit about how his ideas came 
came to the fore and how the music kind of informed the way the film was made. And I think it's interesting that when he was writing the script initially, it was more about, he had a few tracks in mind and he was like, oh, if you, you could do this kind of car heist movie driven by music, yeah. you know. And then eventually it evolved into what it became, which was, well, now we need a song for each scene. And the elaborate way that they had to film oh, stuff, like they were practicing God. choreography for like days on end and making sure that yeah. actors were hitting like certain beats. And there was one particular moment that I thought was cool that I was reading about where um, uh, it's, it's a big action set piece and it's like a three minute song. And um, Baby gets... he they're, they're swapping cars and Baby sits down and he rewinds the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets into the new car. Yeah, because he's and, like, no, no, we have to start again. Yeah, and the reason for that... like, the timing is off. The reason for that is the director had said, listen, you need to linger on this action more. It's too rushed. And Edgar Wright was like, well, the song's perfect for the scene. What are we going to do? Rewind the and song. And then he was like, well, of course Baby would rewind the song. Because yeah. that, that's what his character would do. Yeah. And it was such like a moment where I was like, oh, of course. Like mm. it just, everything fell into place. And that's kind of those happy coincidences that come from when you have such a well-developed idea that those things feel very natural. And I, I feel like there was no part of this. Where well, there's, there's two times where he rewinds his music. Mm. There's one time when they change cars. And then there's another time when they, the guys in the car faff about for a bit. The, the first time they rewind is when they're faffing about. And it kind of alludes you to the fact that it's like, he's timed everything perfectly. Is that the opening scene where he's like... No, 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 no. This is the second heist. Okay. This is with the uh, the Mike Myers. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck Where they're, where they're fuck fucking around and like he's already played the and he's music. Like, no, and no, no, wait. He's, he's like, like wait, 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 wait. And he rewinds. He starts the song again. He's like, okay, now you can go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's this weird, like, it's really good characterization because that like alludes you to the fact that like, it's not really a gimmick. Like he's actually using the he music. He uses the music. Yeah. And I think that, that as well, like, you know, when, when you think about how the character um, takes in information... Uh, from uh, ah, shit. What's um, what's Kevin Spacey's character called? Oh, uh, uh, I have no suit, idea. Suit boy. It's just um, Kevin Spacey. To when be he, yeah, when he when he takes it, but like Kevin Spacey, but real cool. And oh, like, he's, 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 he's everyone he's in this film is so cool. Yeah, like everyone is just like John Hamm is like so cool. Everyone in this film is so cool. Yeah, and everyone, fuck yeah. I and it's such an aesthetic that would have taken like the casting would have been so careful. To find people that can take off and bring in, bring in, like, they can take off the, you know, the kinds of people there and bring in the swagger and the rhythm and, like, <laughs> you know, like, there's there's a few scenes that are just mind-boggling. to Like, you watch them and you're like, how did this... Yeah. How did they even... Things like the opening scene and I mean, a lot of just, the action scenes. You're just like, where is this coming from? The full six-minute opening sequence is on YouTube. Um, I think the Paramount published it because they were like, we want people oh, to see Oh, it's absolutely this. fantastic. And, like... I rewatched it last night when I was doing my research for this and just it, everything about it, yeah. everything about it. And every time I watch it, I'm like, what, the, <laughs> like, how did they do this? And it's just, you know, like, uh, it's such a good film. Right. You want to get into the bad? Okay. Because apparently you have bad things about this film. Sto- I don't even remember. Story's not very good. Well, no. Yeah, I get, I mean. It's, it's a bit sexist. It's a bit like. Yeah. It's just kind of like. You know, I mean, it, no, it, I agree. Sorry, can... it trends towards being sexist. It isn't actually sexist because in the end, Deborah beats a dude over the head with a lead pipe, and then yeah, she has a bit of know, agency. She gets she gets not in there. much, not a but lot, a bit. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. So before this film, I knew I'd need to pee because we've been recording Same. all day and drinking beer. All I forget afternoon. when I peed. So I I looked it up before, like I looked up when to pee right. on the internet because I'm an adult. Because you're I, that kind of person, yeah. And I pre prepare, so I knew the exact moment to go pee. The exact moment that I went to go pee was when they set up their relationship okay. so i missed why they had a connection beyond just that they were two attractive young people 
Um, yeah, that <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, when you when you break it down, it is just they both have they both both like music, which I is guess, like fine. But like, like as a, as a cripplingly single young man, I don't necessarily <laughs> connect to that. A lot. Yeah. Where I was like, I don't get why they're attracted to each other. I, Maybe I, it's just because they're both pretty and they both like music. And then I went, you know what? That's how most <laughs> relationships start. Even even end. even watching the film, I felt like even though I, I did run out for a bit, there were I like I was like, had they like skipped past some time at any point? Because like they go from like not e- they go from him literally literally like seeing her on the side of the road to being to in love. him being at the same like cafe she's at to him like taking her out to, on a really expensive date it's I like, think I think the where's the I think the where's idea, the weird awkward small talk well, okay, where's, well like, he, here's the, the here's the thing Ben and I think this is what they were trying to say right in this day and age right and this is Edgar Wright remember so he's an oldish boy now. I was gonna say this film is very 50s very 50s and I just think it's very much like breeze over the stuff that you don't want to Bother camera. Right. So it's like, don't show them he's, doing this. not like on Tinder swap wiping right uh, or anything. You know, okay. Yeah. They skip that like boring millennial trying to get back into dating when you're 22. And <laughs> they it's... they did put uh, they did put e-cigarettes in it. E-cigarettes are in this film. Yeah. Well, it's, it's set inter- now. But what I liked is that it's inter- it's a weird trend that I always I'm always like aware of in films. Whenever yeah. they like someone pops up with an e-cig, you're like, this is weird. <laughs> it's weird because it's a meme. It's weird. Um, but like, I think that's interesting. It's like the resurgence of smoking in films. Yeah. Yeah. Except it is, it's it is acceptable odd. on a weird level. I mean, it, but it's more of like a villain. It's like a du- it's like less of a villain thing, more of a it's either like a douchebag. Douchebag. There's, there's, I mean, we can get, talk about it. I could talk about hours for it. Or like, I, or like Kib it. from Sugar Pine 7, where it's just a weird thing you can blow on people's face. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. You kind of derailed me with that. And now I kind of lost <laughs> my train of thought. But I, um, I, I, I think though, what the point you were getting at, and that's interesting to me that you picked up on the fact that it felt like there was a time jump or like that there was a slip. Yeah. Like and the pacing it just goes unnoticed. Off. Yeah. With, I think just, and, but you know what? I think it serves the film well because it, because after that, it's go like it's just non-stop oh, i think yeah i think the the main problem is you don't have much of a frame of reference between the time when he gets free like he pays off his oh, spoil spoilers spoilers mm-hmm. um the, the time where he pays off his debts it's pretty early anyway uh to the time where he gets pulled back in like that we don't know how long we that don't is. know how long that is and the film doesn't explicitly tell you because it kind of just jumps between like him being home him at the diner, him being home again, him back at the at the the expensive place, and then him being back in. It's like that could easily be months. And, and I think that's fun because what you get then is you get the, and you know th- this is something that I think this film does really well is there's a, there's a kinetic energy to that time passage that means that you don't necessarily care about how long it was. You care about the outcome of that time. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, in the film, I didn't. I didn't really care. It just it felt weird. Because yeah, there I mean, was no yeah. like, there wasn't even like a like a classic Edgar Wright like montage, like fast. Mo- I was yeah. waiting for one of those, but there was no like fast montage to show like time has passed. Yeah. Like it was just it just kind of like one scene after the other, but not there was really, definitely really some time elements. between them. You just don't know how much. And I think that's a trend that we've seen a bit more in, particularly with these bigger kind of I don't know set pieces the wrong word, but there's definitely like uh, an element of trying to make these particularly because it's like not part of a franchise trying to make it feel um like it has a really defined purpose 
Like this whole film, everything is channeled toward the music. Yeah. And I think that giving us that rhythm in those scenes, it's a bit uh, like it's not quite connected. You know, you can't quite mark the passage of time. It has that kind of dreamlike quality that you do have when you kind of leave a job and or when you start a relationship. Like, yeah. I think it mirrors the feelings they're supposed to have really well. And you kind of do like, you know, when you quit a job and you're not really working, you kind of lose track, of, of, time, lose track yeah. of time. And when you're like in the start of like a romance, there is this element of like, it's kind of hard to pinpoint how long it's been. Cause it feels like it's either been forever or it's brand new. And that you kind of fluctuate between the two. Yeah. I think the film does a good job of letting us feel the, the way that baby does without being like, Having baby tell us how he feels. Yeah. Because that's a big sense. It's a good thing it's not the focus of the film. Well, yeah. Because yeah, boy, wouldn't that be a problem? Yeah, that would be a problem. Because the focus <laughs> is cars and music. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny, too, that I didn't... This should be a film that I don't like. Cause it's yeah. Because it's about cars. I don't care about cars at all. But, but I was, fuck, like, super so into this film about cars. Good. It's because it's about... It's Edgar Wright at his prime. Like, yeah. At his, like him doing what he does. This is, like... I, I I wish I tweeted this before, but this is my favorite Fast and the Furious sequel. <laughs> like best Fast and Furious film. Fast, ever. Fast, yeah, best Fast and Furious film ever. Like it's got all it's got all the so things you need for Fast and Furious. I'm pretty sure some of the actors are some of the same as well. Probably. I mean, even um, the even the foot races that they have, like when someone's chasing someone, yeah, when they just hoof it, yeah, fucking very intense. very yeah, it's very um. Yeah, it's very Fast and Furious. It's also like, hard. It's hard to. Cause I think it's just because like the pace, like it doesn't yeah. relent, and the music kind of sweeps you up in that oh pacing. My God. And that last hour is just non-stop. And like I didn't <laughs> blink. I don't think like, I was just there. And that's such a crazy thing to be able to do. And it's just you know, it's the choreography. It's everything involved. But I was so blown away by how transfixed I became by that point. Yeah. That when when the movie ended, I was like. <laughs> like I breathed out for the like, first time. Oh, okay. Like, holy crap! All right, we're done. <laughs> but along the way, it's so stylish. Like it's just every, so smart. Every part of this film hits the beats it needs to. And I think you know one of the criticisms it keeps getting is that it doesn't like say a lot. It doesn't like have much substance or whatever. Yeah, but like Shaun of the of... Dead doesn't say shit. Hot Fuzz doesn't say anything. Yeah, and everyone loves those films. I mean, you know, that's it... why when I came out, I was like, this, like, this isn't, this isn't like titanic or some shit mm. this isn't <laughs> keep going why are you stopping i'm getting confused like this isn't some this isn't, it's not citizen kane yeah like it's not trying to do anything except express this vision that edgar wright have had of this yeah, badass it's, it's, it, but you know i mean may, maybe the truth of that then isn't that necessarily the film was trying to have a message but rather that the film itself was the message right like it's like what, this that is, it's like you can do films like this yeah you this can do action do films and have them not be shallow wastes of time <laughs> right like you watch a fast and furious and they're fun like i like the fast and furious franchise but they're dispensable i mean this is like a timeless way of doing that they're kind of shit mm, okay people that trash those films don't get the point of them they're fun you turn your brain off but this is saying like look you can do this genre and have it you work. can you can turn your brain off on baby driver and have a fantastic time yeah, agreed. so it's but like, it's, but it's more timeless. Like it's 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 designed to last. <laughs> um, it's designed to last rather than like, um, with the oh, Fast yeah, and Furious yeah. where they want to make another one next. Yeah, year. like That's I'm, what I'm saying. I am I'm I'm very glad that this film doesn't have any sequel hooks. Like it's not. It's it knows what it is. It knows what it has to be. 
Um, it's just like cut and dry. It's just a yeah, film. It's, it's, a, it's a story with an ending. Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. That you don't get a lot. So you don't get that often. Uh, at the moment, because it's like franchise, because you've got to sell and more tickets. sequels. And yeah, this is like a real breath of fresh air from like just a legitimately good filmmaker. I mean, Edgar Wright has had a few really bad films. Really? But most of them are really good. Yeah, well, the bad ones you don't hear about. For no. A yeah, um, yeah. But the Cornetto trilogy is like... I'm, well, the third one's pretty... I, look, it's that one isn't the best. No, you it's know definitely what? the worst of three. Of it's them. the worst of the three, but it's still really it's good. It's still for good. A, it's yeah. still really good. Um, um but still entertaining. I just think that this it's is the a most really... forgettable one, though. Do you remember what happens? Yeah, the um, so there's Simon Pegg, who's like a high school dropout. Goes. Let's back not to go into town. it. You clearly, you I remember clearly, the whole You film. clearly um, understand it. Yeah. Yeah, but the interesting thing about that is he was like, "How do I do long, unprotracted kung fu fight scenes?" That was what that whole film was about. <laughs> Right. And then, like, you know, Shaun of the Dead was like, how do I do zombies in an interesting I do way? do zombies, yeah. Um, and I just think that this was a good example of Edgar Wright being like, how do I put my twist on the kind of car, bank heist, car, yeah. Fast and Furious genre? And what he did in the end is he was like, well, what's the thing that I care about the most? Yeah. And it's style and it's music and it's putting a vision together that's really cohesive. Yeah. Well, this film was like, it's the best, yeah, it's the best Fast and Furious film. It's the best Ocean's... 12 film mm -hmm. which they're actually remaking i don't know if we've talked about that we haven't yet but it looks great <sighs> i mean i have questions uh it's the <laughs> best what am i what am i thinking of uh fuck uh, i don't know buddy it's in your head there was a third one i don't know it's like the best like jason bourne film <laughs> like <laughs> i mean it's i don't i would argue that it's maybe not as um it's more like a really good reminder of why we liked bits of pulp fiction i think like it has an element of like violence that isn't <sighs> Violence for violence' sake, like it's just like yeah, violence happens in this film, and you're like, okay, that's just part. There of There are some world. Tarantino vibes. Yeah, a bit of that, and even oh, oh. one thing I really want though. So this, oh, I've literally okay. think about this for for week, like the entire this whole week since this film came out. This film does a really cool thing where characters have, I don't know how to put it, but characters have like linear time. So the film does it a lot, mainly with Baby, but then they, they do it to other characters. And this is a complete, but I just oh, remembered. They, the characters will do things where they will, with a lot of other films, the, the editing causes inconsistencies in timescales where like cuts and like shot reverse shots will cause characters to seemingly freeze or yep. like stop existing in time until the camera cuts back until the camera goes back it's a thing where it's like everyone is a fucking uh angel statue where like they only move yeah. when the character is no, on you, them you know what it is it's everyone is a is a character in a japanese rpg game yeah where they, where, they don't exist until the screen is yeah when the yeah and so many films have have that problem and like a lot of films they fix it by either like doing multiple like doing like the same shot from multiple angles or just yeah, like characters just won't have agency when they're outside of the, outside of the. Yeah. I mean, the frame. There's, there's audio solutions too, where you have someone start. You have the audio cut in from the next person over the top there of the are. first one. So there's ways you can do it, but yeah. it always feels kind of. But in this film, that he doesn't like. They don't give a fuck. Characters will just go. <laughs> like there is so many, and they do it a lot with Baby, where he consistently will just disappear. He'll just where be the camera will away. be on him, yeah, and then the camera will cut to someone else, and you go back, and he's gone, and they play it off as this like. Oh, he's like mysterious and he disappears. But like, if you if you go back, if you watch the film and you pay attention to how long reverse shots takes, yeah, absolutely enough time to just skedaddle. And like, you know, and the thing is, every character does it. Even like in the spoilers, 
uh, in the final, uh, sort of like the final showdown where uh-huh. he he's in the car and he's like about to <laughs> catch a sneeze. Kroggy just sneezed. Oh, <laughs> uh, he absolutely did. Now he's shitting and making eye <laughs> contact. Welcome to uh, AFA. Creepy. Um, <laughs> so, like, even the 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 big the bad guy. What's his name? Uh, uh, Buddy. John Ham. Yeah. Buddy. Um, he has a bit where when his car's like driving off the thing, he he's like trying to get out of the car door, and then the car like rolls over the edge, and you're like, and most other films would be like, I mean, it's it's a like some films would be like, aha, he managed to escape. Some other films would just be they like, also, that's the end. But they also it's like fake you out with like they pan up from the bottom to make you think he's going to be hanging on. Yeah, they fake out so many to times. The ledge. Um, so you're yeah, they fake out enough to where you're like, oh, maybe he's actually dead. Yeah. Um. But then it's like, no, he got out. Like, there was plenty of time. <laughs> he of time. In all, yeah, between the cuts, he had heaps of time yeah. to get out. Yeah, and then the stuff, like, with, especially, again, in that well, I mean, even fight. in that scene where Deborah has time to get the tire iron and sneak up behind him. Yeah. Because all that's happening in real time. Because characters, yeah, because characters have... No, Ben, Ben, no one does that. Like, <laughs> it's crazy that no one does that. Yeah, it's and it's this thing where... It creates such because kinetic they, force. Yeah, because they do it throughout the entire film. You get a lot more, like, you get, like... It's weird, kind of like, it's not suspense. It's like, things will just happen and you'll be like, oh, that was smart. <laughs> yeah. It makes no, you like y- the characters y- more. You know what it is? It's, it's the, the thought. I think that's exactly the thought. It's, oh, that was really smart. Because the characters in oh, the like world the- don't feel dumb. One of my biggest criticisms of the most recent Alien film, so uh, yeah, Prometheus and then Alien Covenant, right. is... The characters feel really stupid. They're all very dumb. This was the opposite. Everyone in this film feels Everyone's really like smart. switched on. Everyone knows they what they're like doing. They feel like they know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like, Deborah, like, when um, John Hamm, uh, when Buddy goes to the diner and, and uh, confronts her and then Baby arrives, she's not, like, trying to send him, like, signals. She just goes, your friend is here. And she looks, get like... This, like <laughs> and it just pans over. And he's there. It's not like... Oh baby, you better bloody watch out, mate. And then John Ham comes up behind him and is like, "I bloody got you, mate. I'm yeah. here." It's like that's how it would go. Characters are just given the opportunity to just cut. Yeah, because it's because what's his name? It's not like fucking Buddy would be like hiding behind the door, going like, "Oh, when no, is be, he gonna come?" He'd like, be no. drinking a coffee. He'd sit down drinking a coffee. And what just else wait are you gonna do? Him. Wait. Yeah, because he's like busted up and he's sad. He's a sad boy. So he's it's a like, sad boy. He's just gonna do that. And like, t- like that is such a like. It sounds like such a small thing, and I, th- I don't know, I think people forget this when you talk about criticism. This is probably speaking to a, the larger reason why we had the fucking podcast in the first place, but I think <laughs> yeah. people have this tendency when you talk about small features of projects like that, or pieces of art, small features like that, and they go, well, that's just, that's one thing. Yeah, like, there's just like, yeah, but it's like, but, but here's the thing, right? It's all of those little, it's all of those one things. iterative, small things that transform a project from being average to being really something that you're going to remember. Yeah. And I think there's a tendency to, to for people to latch onto one feature and be like, well, Baby Driver was good because it had really good music. Yeah, like, I, th- I well, feel, like, I feel like most people are going to be like, Baby Driver was a good film because all of the the action was synchronized to the music and you're like yeah it was but but you like know, that's that's like that's one that's element. the point of the film. Yeah. yeah. That's the point of the film. It's, it's not without that it's still actually a very it's still a lot of like really interesting elements that the and film does. May- maybe more of it than that without protracting the thought too much. I think 
you know, when people talked about the first Guardians of the Galaxy film and why that was good, there was a tendency to lean very heavily on, oh, well, the music, the soundtrack was awesome. The soundtrack, yeah. And it's like, you're not wrong. The, the film heroes the soundtrack. But the reason that it can hero the soundtrack is that they've laid the foundation for that to be possible by yeah. making a solid film in the first place. Yeah. To and that's, that's what this film... That's to me, Baby, Baby Driver is... It, it does a thing where it looks at people who, like you you know sort of put guardians on this pedestal of like the film with the most the bestest soundtrack ever and it's like oh you think you think that had a good soundtrack oh that's cute let me just like yeah make a film that has music entirely throughout and is entirely synchronized it's like yeah let me just, let me just do that and then also make a good film let me just i imagine eggerite just, just hold my beer i imagine eggerite saw guardians and he was like i've been thinking of this idea for 10 years mine's better mm. and like that's like and it was yeah but and that's that's the funny thing too that maybe i don't know people that didn't weren't awed by it i'm like i get it like it's not for everyone it's a film like i think i think there's a tendency no like i think there's a tendency though when something this comes out like this and people are like it's the best thing i've seen in years there's a tendency for other people who didn't like it's not for them who were like well it didn't like blow me away and i'm like yeah it doesn't have to yeah it may not be for you like this isn't for everyone to, to be the uh the contrarian well, not even that, but I just don't... I mean, yes, that, but I, I was thinking more... It's that, literally our show. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I was thinking more of it just that some... Like, just that sometimes a film isn't for everyone. This is yeah. for a very specific audience. It's people that like films. It's people that love how weird Guardians was when it came out. It's people that love how tight heist films can be. It's not for everyone, and I think that's kind of nice. It's a, it's a really good heist film as well, because it actually yeah. it doesn't fall into the trap of having too many likable characters and like having them succeed yeah that's an annoying heist thing where it's just where, like all yeah. of the main characters are great and amazing and perfect and, and of course Clooney they does succeed it every time yeah and everyone it's like dies just, in this a lot yeah you know and that was something that Edgar Wright talked about in the interviews was that he interviewed a bunch of ex-cons and actually had some of them become executive producers <laughs> on the project to help out with some of the stuff right and it's interesting because what you end up getting is a kind of a more realistic picture of how criminals doing this kind of thing have a relationship with music and how they have a relationship with, like, you know, uh, 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 Jamie Foxx's character talks about Hex songs where, you know, if it was before High well, City came on on the radio. Yeah. And actually he mentions Hotel California and that's Jamie Foxx's Hex song. Where whenever that plays before he does something, it goes badly. Uh. So Edgar Wright tapped into that and went, well, how do I make this character feel more real? Well, I know that Jamie Foxx feels that way. So let's write that into the character. Yeah. And it's very much, you know, when he talked to those criminals and he, and he talked to those ex-cons, um, what he kind of started doing, it seems like, was tapping into the lifeblood of those kind of, not even just the interactions, but the way that those characters relate to their work. Yeah. Jamie Foxx's character was also cool because he had that, uh, he had that speech that he would give, that he would give, which was almost that like, um, like the ritual. Yeah. That sort of like car. justification. That's how, that's how money it's, yeah it's which us. like don't get me wrong like i like jamie fox but fuck his character is just the worst character not 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 the worst character isn't like the the worst He's character so but like i fucking hate him i'm uh, when he died i was like yes yeah and he the, yes that's my favorite so good jamie fox plays a really good villain he plays a really he, good guy to root it. against because he yeah. gets it and like he's you know there was a really cool interview with him and uh 
Ansel Ariat and they're talking to, I want to say Stephen Colbert, I can't remember. Yeah. And someone, you know, the, the person interviewing them is like, I really loved it when you died. And Jamie Foxx is like, I know, so did I. Because <laughs> he gets it. Uh, That's why the film works. Is every, I really liked it yeah. when you died. Yeah. And he was like, oh my God, That's I loved it true, as well. That's true. Because that, yeah. Yeah, that, that scene is just so just. It's the sign yes. of a really good antagonist. It's the really, it's the really big turn. It's that's like the turning point for the film. That's oh, when like fuck it, everything kicks off, man. Every, and that's that's when the that's when the final hour begins. Oh, and then and it's you just, just strap yourself in. Yeah. If if you were gonna, um, this might be a good place to end. I was just thinking, if you were gonna like bring this film to someone ten years ago, oh god, they would lose their mind. They would be like, yeah, this they is would the best be like, thing ever. Made. Yeah, like how was this made? Because they did, they haven't seen the transitionary period. They'd also be like, what is that he's got in his ears? <laughs> What's who's the, well, we had iPod. Well, there's an iPod. They had like Gen One iPod. No, Gen One iPod was way before that, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, we had dude, Facebook was 2007. We had like, we had like nanos about? and shit. And do yeah. we fucking had iPod nanos? We had iPod. We, no, we had sorry, iPhone, didn't we? Uh, iPhone one was 2008. I want to say. Yeah, I really have no idea is if that that's true or not. Huh? That is my phone. We'll ringing? just we'll just ignore that. Okay, is yeah. the cushions vibrating? The cushions vibrating. Oh, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I think it's a good place to end. I don't know. It, it, this was just one of those. It was just refreshingly different and enjoyable. Yeah. And I think that if you can make a film like that and you have a singular vision and you can get lucky enough to get a studio that will give you the opportunity to do that, you can do genuinely good work. Yeah. And, and it's so it's so refreshing to see. This film is like absolutely just a must-see. Like I I I said it when we left, but it's like it's it's an instant classic. Mm. Like it's just it's just a really good movie. And like even it's like all well, the acting's fantastic and the story is whatever. But like everything else, it's it's just a good film to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you have any recommendations for this week, um, Benjamin? Uh, Baby Driver. Yeah, fucking peep it. The Emoji Movie coming out tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, it's, we lost everyone. Culture's over. Yep. Um, Culture is dead. Shit. What? Uh, shit. Do I even have any? Um. Oh, I've started rewatching Mad Men, and I have never been happier with the decision. That's good. It is the best TV program ever made. Nice. So if you if you are looking for, if you've been that person that's like I don't want to watch Mad Men, everyone says it's really good. It's not that good. It genuinely is. If you're a writer, if you're anything involved in the media industry, you have to watch Mad Men. It's so good. Okay, David, I will go watch Mad Men. Boy, right it's now. good. You you probably would hate it, but everyone right, else. Good. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, no, that's not true. Uh, Did Seattle have a? Um, is an e- is the EP the long one or is the LP the long one? LP is the long one. So they have an EP out. <laughs> Dear Seattle, it's really good. Um, it's on Spotify. I love it. Um, I think that's my. That's, I haven't been doing much. I'm real, real fucking busy. Um, but as always, Ben, where can people find us? It's that time of the week. Facebook. DCM Works a social. YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCM Works. Twitter. Uh, DCM underscore works. It gets me every time. Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCM works. We just put up uh, a post on the Patreon only one explaining a bit about the branding changes and what's coming up next. Ooh, things are happening. What was happening. So if you want to get a bit of behind the scenes. Go on Twitter and see it because it's, it's all already up. The Patreon, though. No, no, I'm, no the, the branding's up, but I'm saying there's some behind the scenes stuff. Oh, on the Patreon. There you go. New people. logo. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and if you are a patron, if, he's, uh, uh, if you donate... <laughs> and help support us with more than $3 a month, you get access to Open to Suggestion, our Patreon-only show, where we test new ideas, do some kind of weird we stuff. We just shoot the shit. It's, there's some really fun stuff coming we up. We just blast about. the poop. Um, just, I'm going to stop know, before I, I get us know, I banned off iTunes. I'm not sure that's the tagline. <laughs> uh, but as always, I'm a, oh, oh, I should say. Oh, no. Brand, no well, with, more. The, with the new brand, there's new merch. 
Oh um, yeah, I was so gonna say Redbubble. It's not here. It's not, it'll be here next week. But we'll have flash. the we'll have the pillow. DCL marks next week, and you'll be able to see the pillow. It's a new logo. It's um, cool. new logo. It's really nice. It's a nice logo. I love it so much. It is a good logo. Um, I think we we did we picked real good. I think um, we I think someone else on the internet nailed it, and then we chose them. And then Ben for and James it. convinced me that it was the right one. Yep. Um. So yeah, you go check that out. Uh, you can get the at the Shout moment it's, it's just a pocket tee and just the pillow, but there's more coming. I've got some some other artwork in the in the in the cannon ready to fire. Um, I just have to pull the trigger on it. Uh, not a great metaphor. You got some. You got some more merch in the can, ready to just plop onto a I plate and wish, put in the microwave. I wish you would <laughs> microwave poop. Um, but as always, <laughs> I'm at the same way. Bye. I'm at literal citrus. I'm um, see you guys next week. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird. As it makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I? That had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We went, and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. 